Welcome to uh, One More and We All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And joining us today, we've got... Wendell Hudson. How's it going, Wendell? Good. Very good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for doing it. You have no idea what you're doing. No idea. <laughs> no. Hey, good to see you here today, sir. No so, different than any other day. I, I've been looking forward to this conversation since way back when we first started this podcast, Frank. He was like two on the list, wasn't he? Yeah, we just haven't been able to get a hold of him yet. Well, I'm honored to be here, guys. Wendell, you're, what are you, 64? Yep. Yep, seven years ago, yeah. <laughs> so, but you've lived in a little town of Carson here most of your life, haven't you? Yeah, 47 years. 47 years. Same house. Same, same house. Woman. Same woman. No so, breaks in there? It's home. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't know any better. So we like to take it back, clear back to when you started. Let's start at the beginning of your store and work our way back. What do you think, Frank? I think so, too, because, uh, well, I know I've only, I guess, only ever heard it referred to as the, the Hutsey Farm. Uh, Jake and Donnell lived there for a little bit. So is that your family farm? That was my grandpa's farm way back when. My dad farmed it until I think it was 1956 or 57. Him and my grandpa bought the Alice Chalmers business, Carson. Cousin Randall was going to farm it, so we moved to Macedonia when I was in sixth grade, I think. You started out, uh, how many brothers and sisters you got? I got three brothers and one sister. All right. Well, Peggy, my sister, passed away in 01. <laughs> so then you've got, you've got three kids, Donnell, yep. Kayla, and Michael. Yep. You guys are on a fairly successful business, I would say, a family-run, maintained, operated business, Hutsey Tree Service. Yep. So you've been doing that for, well, actually, hold on. Let's skip before, let's rewind back before the tree servers. Okay. And you got drafted in? Um, yeah, 1970, right after I got up. Okay. I graduated in 69 from high school, and I was drafted right away. What was your draft number? 42. They didn't take them long to get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of when. Yeah. So what was, uh, what would you do in the? Uh, well, I've been on my, I, first I, uh, I was in the engineers and I, uh, I run a track drill and set dynamite in the rock quarry. We had a, we had a, our compound had a, we were building roads and we had a, we had a rock quarry, a, a rock crusher, an asphalt plant, the whole deal. And, uh, I, I set powder for, oh, it was over there 14 months. I set powder for like two months and then I run a D9 cat dozer the rest of the time. Just making roads? Yep. That's a dangerous business. <laughs> so we'd, we'd build roads during the day, and they'd blow them up at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's job security. Yeah, I suppose. guess. That's the one place you don't <laughs> want job security at, Wendell. <laughs> so do they give you any formal training before you go, or you just get drafted and load up and head across? No, when I when before you when you get drafted, when you go in the Army, they, you, you answer a million questions about what you've done. I told them I had run a bulldozer for two years. I had not. Right. I'd, and uh, I got right in there. So you should have told him you're a porn star. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might have not, they might have wanted me to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you get drafted. You're laying powder. Then you were building roads. We'd heard a story that you got the worst sunburn of your life over in Vietnam. How did you hear that? And we know people. When do we do research? <laughs> It was so bad. I remember you said you couldn't put a shirt on for like a week, is if I remember the way the story went. I'm tougher than that. <laughs> I got the worst sunburn the first day I got there. I was sitting under an eave in Cameron Bay, and the sun, I was in the shade, and the sun glared off the, the white sand and burnt the hell out of me. Yeah, you, you were in Vietnam for 14 months on that. Was that your tour, or was there more tours than that? No, uh, I, I, your tour over there is a year. Okay. When, when, I, when I got over there, 
I had a friend tell me if you can hack what you're doing, extend for two months over there, stay two months longer, and then when you get home, you'll get a five month early out of the army. Okay. And because he said they really mess with you back here in the states, right? You know, and after being over there and being so free and no rules, it's yeah. hard, hard to come back and right you know, and abide by all that. So, so I did. I extended over there for two months. That's the reason I was over there fourteen. So you and Janelle had not had any interaction before you went over nope. on deployment? Nope. Okay. Nope, didn't know her. Didn't know her. Okay. Our family knew her family. As a matter of fact, when her cousin Jim Pendergraft had a going away party in the Navy, my he, my brother Terry was, was his age and his, one of his best friends. Janelle and I were at the same picnic and we were in the same picture. We didn't even know <laughs> didn't each even other. Know. Didn't, know it. <laughs> didn't know it until 20 years ago. 15 years later. No kidding. 20 years. That's a small world. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so when you get back into town, what what do you want to oh, do wait, to Wait, I got one more yep, go one ahead. more Vietnam question I got. You're a clean-cut guy. Drink you drink every now and again, but fooled. as far as uh, illicit uh, drugs, you never no. never partook except the last day you were in Vietnam. Well, you tried. I tried to find some. <laughs> I knew if I come home and told everybody, I mean drugs were rampant. I mean you could go down to the village and buy a, a small plastic vial of pure heroin for five bucks. Wow. That would have been your best investment ever. You could have put all your money into heroin and came back and been a millionaire today. <laughs> yeah, I was probably, yep. probably would have never got back. <laughs> but these guys, I mean, they, they put it in the end of their cigarettes and uh, make a Coke smoke out of it. Oof. And these guys were just zombies, and it, and it scared me to death just seeing them, so I never tried it. Probably a good thing. Never tried it. But the last week I was there, I had old buddy uh, Woody from, he lives up in northern Nebraska. He, I always called him a pothead. He didn't smoke very much pot. But, but he, he, <laughs> Comparatively. We, you know, and I said, Woody, you got to find me some pot. I can't go home. I can't go back to the States and tell people I've never done drugs. Right. right. All the cool well, kids are doing it. Like I'm lying. And I couldn't find any. <laughs> so you're only 20 years old at that point. Would that be right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, but when you told me that story the first time, I thought of that scene in in Forrest Gump where he finally gets through the basic training and and all that, and he gets over to Vietnam and he's going, and you hear uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival in the background. There's a pallet, yeah, the pallet of Budweiser and yep. cigarettes yeah. and people. Is was it was there any truth to that? that Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but only they would come in with a pallet. A uh, 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 Huey would come in with a pallet of Budweiser or Schlitz. Oh. That was a beer. And if it was pretty hot LZ, they would just drop it. Yep. <laughs> Maybe drop it. Get the hell out of here. Not even land. <laughs> so we had a few busted cans. And just yeah, yep. at the top. 96 cases in a pallet. Wow. You so make the inside <laughs> ones were protected. We, you know, we're all right. <laughs> I, just, I always thought that was just fiction, that uh, it's nope. kind of funny to... <laughs> Most, I only saw it once. Just Most yeah. time they sat down and uh, they're supposed to. <laughs> but the booze still showed up. Yeah. Yeah. God, yes. Yeah. So yeah, thank God the, the the beer showed up, or I might have had to might have been a pothead. Right. Right. <laughs> so what was uh, what was your uh, rank when you got out? Spec four. I was up for spec five, and anytime we did anything, we had to get on a convoy and go to the main base, which was it was up a day and there and then back a day. The whole fourteen months, you don't give a crap, but especially the last ones, you don't. You, yeah. And 
you know, they were going to give me a little more pay grade. And, and I, uh, you just want to get home. Didn't even go. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, yeah. Didn't, you know, so I respect for it. So, which was pretty fast rank. For, when you went to a war zone, they rank you. They get you up, get pretty, you up fast. pretty quick. Yeah. I'm just a loser. I like the rest of Oh, them. now. Well, you know, thank you for your service, first of all. Michael, Absolutely. You get back from Vietnam, and then you, you go to work. Okay. Yeah. The first winter, uh, when I, got, I got back in November. Did you miss snow? I didn't miss it. As a matter of fact, I froze the first one. I, was, I, I hated it. Your blood was running warm from all that warm oh, schlitz you were drinking. I, yeah. Oh, man. That stuff was nasty. It's funny. Uh, when I got home, I drank warm beer over there and some cold beer. When I got home, something messed me up and I couldn't drink a good cold beer. I, I would throw up every time I had No one. kidding. So I tried it with tomato beer. That didn't work. Uh, it, it messed with something. It's just yep. eating good food, drinking cold beer. Sick. It was it was too swanky for your lifestyle you were used to. Bring me potatoes and a shook up Schlitz. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't cook them. Don't cook them. <laughs> no, but I helped build a house houses the first winter, and my thumb couldn't take it no more, so I just kept hitting my thumb. You're a bad thumb. aim, yeah. <laughs> so then I uh, did some odd jobs, worked for farmers and stuff, and then the next summer I started working for. We're at the grandpa out at Shelburne, Corey. Yep. For him for five years. Did you use your blasting experience at the limestone quarry? No, never did. No, no kidding. Never did. Did nope. you say there's an easier way to get this rock down, guys? <laughs> <laughs> they had a guy doing that, but he <laughs> Buzz did a good job. He didn't need me. Did that for five years from 1972 to 77. And then I, uh, uh, and then I worked for Pilling Farms for nine years. Yep. And. And I worked for Farm Service Co-op for nine years. So when you got back into the States, uh, how did you feel your interaction was? Because I know there's a lot of bad stories about people really showing disrespect to veterans. Did you have a taste of any of that where people didn't like the war and blamed you for it and stuff of that nature? I, I never, never saw it personally. Uh, but number one, I was in, I'm in the Midwest here, which is a lot different from. But I flew into uh, McCord Air Force Base in see in uh, in Seattle and then uh, so that, there there wasn't there just wasn't uh, there wasn't anybody around when I when I right did, you know there just wasn't in fact then also the, the war was was ending them they were right. trying to finish it and some of that protesting did back down a little bit. Yeah, because I mean that's a shame when guys come back fighting a war they don't want to be at, and then they get disrespected for doing things they were told yeah. they had to do, and yeah. uh, that's that's just a shame. Yeah, but I, I was proud to do it, and nobody could have told me different, so uh, it wouldn't have bothered me. Yep, right. So if you were if you were to go back today, would you drive down the road and say I built this? Well, gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I would. I think I did. I don't know. Well, I think as as. <laughs> As blue-collar personnel, it's our job to show our families every job we'd ever worked on. Yeah. Whether you cut that tree or build that road or frame that house, wherever it may be. Hey, back 14 years ago or 47 years ago, I helped cut a tree down that front yard there. Yeah. And the wives, every time, I think it really turns them on, in my opinion. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I In college, I worked at a sign shop, so I made signs for businesses. Yeah. Some were pretty fancy and, and ornate. Uh, if you've ever been to Minden, yep. the town sign I made. No kidding. Yeah, it was uh, something to be proud of. Yes. Yeah, it's a landmark. I'll look yeah. at that next time. Yeah, please do. I'm I'm proud of that one. But uh, every time we drive by him and I tell the girls, I'm like, hey, I, I made that. Yeah, we know. So you're back into society. You're working a little construction, doing some odd jobs, doing a little farming. 
So what do you got your sights set on? You're you're getting you're getting up there in years. You're in your mid twenties by now, right? Maybe thinking of settling down. Any of that going on? Uh, I I met Janelle when I was uh, a year after I got home in summer of of seventy two, and we got married in seventy five, and uh, she wanted she wanted to have babies. Yep. That's what she wanted to do. That's what yeah. we did. All the good ones do. Yep. We can try. That's yep. Right. Thank God they got a good mother. <laughs> yeah, you have great kids. They're, That's what I say. Thank they're God all, they all older than Brad and I, not my mother. Yeah, the, the in-laws are a little rough. But <laughs> but I do got to say, uh, you bought your, you said you've been in your home for 47 years. Mm-hmm. That is a feat. But when Shiloh and I bought our first house, we just went and signed the papers. We're going to pay all this money for this house and we see Wendell at the the breakfast place and he comes over. We both look sick and he sat down and gave us quite the pep talk. And I'm guessing knowing you and Shiloh for a long time, that's mostly because Shiloh hates debt. You'll never be broke if you don't spend more than you got. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, we, 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 we bought our house a year before we got married. Uh, Janelle's mother and aunt, Phyllis found out that this house was for sale up here and said we just have to have it. So anyway, I went up and talked to Jack about it, the guy that owned it. And uh, it was $20,000 he wanted for the house. And I thought, well, that, that leaves me out, you know, and because uh, back then you had to have about 30% down. Oh, so yeah. that's yeah. somewhere around seven seven thousand. Yeah. I had $3,000 like that. So I talked to Jack and I said, Jack, I don't think I can swing this. He said, no, 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 wait a minute. He said, I don't want, I want to sell it to you on time. So he sold it to us for, uh, he says, I said, well, what do you want? Want? He said, I want $20,000. I want 4000 down. I said, I've only got 3000 but I go down and talk to my buddy down at the bank. And, and uh, I did, and he loaned me 1000 And he says, well, what do you want to pay a month? I said, God, I don't know. It'd probably rent for 150 So we set it up, $150 a month. So it paid off. I didn't sleep for three nights. I'll never live long enough to pay this off. Never. That was the pep talk you gave us. You said that you told us that story, and then you you didn't sleep for three nights because I didn't think Shiloh was going to sleep three nights. Right. Wendell said, if I could go back in time, I would have bought three of them sons of bitches. Yep. Or 20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a peace of mind owning a home or buying a home, whatever you can say, because, I mean, it gives you something you say is yours, and you can be proud of, and you can make it the way you want it. And, Frank, you've always constantly worked on your homes to make them the way you want and fix them up and make them nice and i, I accommodate you for that uh yep. accolade however you want to say it and frank does all the work himself yeah or, or gets his because i'm i'm consistently broke i can't pay anybody <laughs> to do it i can't afford to pay someone to do it right yeah but it, it's your work but i i, I commend you for that because you've uh, always done a great job making your homes a nice all place right. to live and something to be proud of so good well, for you for you. that i appreciate yep. that yep. but but yeah it's uh, it's one of those things you guys I grew up in the in a house where we constantly had to fix things, so I kind of I picked right. it up. I've been soldering uh, copper since I was nine years old. Right for the still for the yeah just for yeah we were just massive bootleggers. Yep, we lived in the Les Hills, ran it down. Parents would go to town once a month corn to get liquor. sugar and corn <laughs> deal the corn from farmer's field. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing about making yeah. moonshine around here. It's easy to get all the ingredients. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nobody's gonna miss a few years of corn here and there. So you get you and Janelle are uh, you're you're fraternizing around and you. Know, you get, 
Brad wants to be all business here. We're kind of well, no, absolutely. Right? Someone's got to wrangle it. Otherwise, it gets move this away from me a little bit. Absolutely, so can, yeah. Otherwise, it gets sidetracked. <laughs> but uh, so you and Janelle, uh, so you Donnell's your oldest. Yeah. Uh, we happened to talk with her husband. It was a it was an all right conversation, Jake, yeah. last week. Don't give him too much. But uh, so <laughs> Donnell would have been what seventy eight or so. She was born, if I remember right. Yep. How did your first child affect your life? When uh, you were a young working man and uh, supporting your family now and your house, and what did that do for you back in the 70s? It was amazing. It was just something else. Right. She was supposed to be a boy. Right. And uh, she wasn't. Blew the balls off it. She's tougher than most of them. <laughs> yep. And Kayla was supposed to be a boy. Yep. She wasn't. She's far from it. Janelle got pregnant with Michael. I says, oh, man, I like these girls. I want another girl. Right. Had a boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So back in the seventies, trying to raise a baby and uh, working, what what were some of the challenges you faced day to day? Because uh, just well, uh, it was a different time we're in now. We we were very we were very fortunate that Janelle didn't work. She wanted to be a mama, and she was the best. Yep. And uh, we never had any extra money. I don't think we would have had a whole lot more if she would have worked, just because we would have spent it. Yep. But you know, the kids always talk about. We always talk about how hard times were, and all three of our kids say we didn't know that. That means you guys did a good job. You did a good job. Well, yeah, I, I see that from, you know, even growing up, and, you know, I, I never parents talk about money being tight and my parents were never homeless or anything of that nature but uh no the the parents that do a good job they don't show that uh, things are tight yep, yep. so your folks i remember when i started doing business with your dad he's selling cars yep when he started farming he, he would sell anything he could yes, he uh, to get along i'm i'm lucky i stayed around i think there was a third kid at one point but he sold it <laughs> <laughs> well somebody give him please tell me was yeah made a good deal on it you're, you're lucky. A, yeah well, yeah he wasn't worth nothing no, no. Truth be told, when I was in high school, uh, him and mom, Deb, my mom, told me a story that if I was a girl, I was going to be Candy was the name that dad had picked out for me as a girl. So stripper was my only destiny at that point. That, that was my fate. I never heard that you were supposed to be a girl, Brad. That's a little disappointing. To <laughs> yeah, me. I, was, I was supposed to be a girl, and Lowell had a name of Candy picked out That's on amazing. the main stage. And. I could have came after that. Right. Yeah. I, I probably would have been a huge floozy if I oh, was. Oh, yeah. Name a candy? Oh, you're no. No. So no, no, you'd have right. yeah. so been, no, you'd have been giving it away. Every Wednesday. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely, you guys are both right. I can't contradict that. I'd have been damn good, too. He's, he's at church giving it away, Wendell. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the week, but Wednesdays when would have been out. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, boys. It's my day for Jesus. <laughs> You had Donnell, probably Kayla and Michael at that point, and then you, you started to you took a, a big swing there and started your own business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael was fourteen. I remember when when I started tree business. Right. And that summer he was uh, driving a bucket, an old bucket truck around. That old green one. Yep, hating it. I made him do it. <laughs> That's free labor. I said, Michael, when you get done with college and all this, you're going to be in the tree business. No way. He says, there's no way. The day he graduated college, but he'd been in that bucket ever since. Yep. I haven't been in there since then. So your kids are older, and Frank and I both have young kids. Who's your favorite? Every parent's got a favorite, and they're old enough now. They can take it. The so just. Oh, uh, okay. I that's not what you're looking All for. All right, Frank turn, the mic, Frank, turn the mics off. Who's your favorite, seriously? <laughs> 
You would be, bro. <laughs> it's well, candy. Three, three, candy. yeah, three, three great kids. I, I commend you they on are. that. Did a great they job. They are. Yeah. Uh, I miss so, Caleb the most because she. I don't see her every day. That's true. That's true. And she gets she moves out of town a lot. So a little bit about Kayla's background, his middle daughter, her husband. What's his position? I know he's got a military position, and he's gone out of the country for a good Tony's portion of time. Show on a submarine. Okay. And uh, well, second in command, and he's a captain in the, in the navy, and he's uh, pretty. Uh, what do I want to say above our family. Right. <laughs> he's he's got a lot of responsibility. Yeah, he does. But you know what? He's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a commander in chief in the US Navy. Yeah, he's a he's okay. son to me. Son to Janelle and I. Yeah. yeah Great and, man. Uh, we love him. And you've met him? Yep. And uh you've all and, and he's we're very blessed. Well, I, last year, I was having a conversation with Tony. We were having a beer together, and I said, how about this? I'll let you drive my combine if you let me drive your submarine. And he looks over at me, and he looks down at my crotch, and he says, you got to have bigger balls than that, son. <laughs> I said, oh, I bet you're right. <laughs> so so uh, he won that round. And there wasn't so. any beer consumed. No, no. That. So I still haven't got to drive a submarine, but the offer's still out there. Yeah. Tony, if you're listening, still got the keys for the combine. <laughs> so what's your favorite part about working with your family day-to-day? Because I work with my dad a lot when he's in town, when he's on a vacation, which is quite often. What's your favorite part about working with your family, building a business, something you'd be proud of, leaving a legacy for your family? I think what I'm most proud of is, is, is Michael and Donnell think just as much or more than I do of the business. Yes. They really do. They just know and they, they just, they're way ahead of me. Yeah. And, and I, I've been there. That's really helped me allow me to back off right a little bit well because they they know the details that need to be done need yeah. to be done because in the the service you do in the tree business yeah. details are what makes the money yeah. and anybody what, can make a mess well yeah what we, brings we your customers back most, right yep. cleaning up the yeah. mess and making it true. a place to do and you, if you if you bend a gutter or something you take care of it yep. uh yep. it's just yep. taking care of your customers customer service a number one call hussy tree care at least your <laughs> <laughs> I think that's still your home number, I isn't it? I think that's my home. I think that's our home number. I think it is. <laughs> he is. I'll, I'll, I'll beep that out. <laughs> There's a 484 in front of that. I don't, well, well, you, want to, you, were, you were good, in, you were good until then. This episode brought to you by Hutsy Tree Service. I think it really is. How do you, I, how do, you do that? Because I used to call in store removal. Okay, I thought maybe you used to call my daughter. No, no, never oh, did. Okay. I was one of the few that never did. <laughs> Uh, what's next on the agenda? At this time, you're still at co-op. Then you started on to your own private-owned tree service. Sorry, Wiley, I was Wiley telling... was still working with the county, right? The co-op. 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 Sorry. Co-op, yeah. Yes. So I, started, it... I started grinding stumps. I bought a stump grinder when I was still working at Farm Service Co-op. And I did that for... I bought that in 89, so I... In '95, so six years later, I started the business. Okay, so what was that like? Jumping on the limb on your own, being responsible for your own revenue without a company to back you up when you started, scared the crap out of you. Yeah, I didn't have anything to lose because I didn't have any money. Right. You know what? That was it. Was it was all right. Of all of the things, so you were working at the co-op, and your whole experience has so far been in construction or agriculture at this point, Wendell. What got you to to buy a stump grinder and get into the tree biz? What was? It was something I saw that I could make some a little money on. Okay, so mainly it was the reason I run a stump grinder when I worked for Pillings. They had a they had one where they cleared land and stuff. I always liked doing that, and so I I, I told Lowell, Brad's dad, I said, uh, "You ever see a stump grinder through all your deals? And you know it's, it's worth a while. Let me know." And Lowell, uh, I'd forgot all about it. It was about a year later, and Lowell called me up and he says. 
hey, I saw one in, in the paper that's in, in World Herald. And he said, uh, it's in Bennington. Well, okay, I'll go out and look at it. Went out and looked at it, bought it. Had to borrow a little bit of money to buy it. It wasn't very much, but right. I mean, it, I didn't have any money. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so I went out and bought it. That's how I got started. Never looked back. Yeah, well. It was that the birth of yep. Wendell Hutsey Tree Service? Yep. That was the birth of Wendell Hutsey Tree Stump Removal. So, Old Stumpy. And then five, six months later, <laughs> we got into the trees. But So was that the same time you started? Because I know you bought a pickup to pull the stump grinder. Was that the same time you started doing uh, snow removal? 95, yep. Same okay. Time. Yep, I knew So I'd, you I'd need some in do, the off season. I knew I'd have to do something to survive through the winter. Well, I remember very clearly. Because you worked with me. You I helped did. me out. I, I pushed Your dad it. did, too. I pushed a drifter, too. Yep. But I remember very clearly when I was a young lad, still in high school, and uh, we had a big snowstorm, and you and Dad had been working for days on end, and we're down at the local establishment, and you said, you picked up your margarita, and you said, if I drink this margarita, I could push all the snow in the world. Then you picked up the second one waiting in line, you said, if I push this one, I could give a shit less. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably about right. That's yep. about the way it works, ain't it? Yep. That's how our mind works, anyway. <laughs> yep. And we're all somewhere in between there. Yep. Yep. So in '96 you start the uh, the tree service. Uh, who who was your first employee in the tree service that wasn't uh, born from your loins? Oh, I think I know. Oh boy, Dewey. Nope, Dewey wasn't the first. Oh, Dewey was the first notable one. Old Boats, I called him. He's the boatswain mate in the yep. navy. One of the good him, old boys. I named him Boats, and he's Boats. Yep. But uh, he was so instrumental in my business. I, it just he he just was. He just he cared about it. He cared about me. It was just him and I. We we started out with a, his pickup, his car trailer. That's how we hold trees. Yep. Throw them on there and go. No wonder you Throw them off. Right. Yeah. You had all the stuff. <laughs> I actually was really working for him. <laughs> but, you know, we were doing this one job, and I had I had I didn't I had no idea. I I bid this one job way too cheap. We were on it, and this next job was more lucrative, and I couldn't wait to get to it. And he. Set me down. He says, Wendell, he takes the D out of Wendell. I'll tell you something. It don't make no difference what the money is. you got to do the best job on every job you do. And I'll never forget. I knew that, but I forgot it. Yep. And he reminded me. And that he very he was very instrumental in, in our business. Yep. He's, he's a good old boy. <clears throat> yep. I feel like that's been something you've instilled in the kids because even Donnell is, yep. it's, right. you, you do this job until it's done before you move on. Yep. Yep. And and I, it, 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 they're very good at that. Uh, I want to ask you, Wendell, because you, you mentioned uh, boats. 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 Dewey is, is how everybody knows him. And then you gave him the moniker of boats, but you call your daughter Donnell Murph. Yep. You call everybody else Bob. Uh, then I think Wiz is in there for your other daughter. Yep. So where do you keep coming up with all these damn nicknames? Just whatever. Just comes to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bob. Bob's Bob. Because I got to ask, because for years now, Wendell, every time I walk in somewhere and Wendell's there, he's like, hey, Frank, you old puss. <laughs> so is that am I stuck with that? Don't you like it? <laughs> I do kind of. Okay, well, see that's. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure you like it. So just so we're clear, Frank likes being a pussy. Being a puss. Oh, I thought I, you're supposed to lean on Frank likes puss. <laughs> oh, no, being one. Be, yeah, it's, it's how I carry myself apparently. <laughs> Those things take a pound. Hey, Fra- oh, I, yeah. I, I feel Frank's one of the guys I can say anything I want to to. Oh, absolutely, he'll forgive me. Absolutely, and and you uh, love it. Can I can I tell the Bruce story? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've heard this one. No, go for I'm it. I'm over it. Finally got over it. 
Finally. A year ago, you couldn't. No, yeah. Yeah, and this has been probably 15 years ago that it happened. So Shiloh and I just started dating. Uh, Shiloh's brother, Jake, was uh, still dating Donnell at that point. So we were sitting on the back patio, and I didn't know Wendell very well. And Donnell's like, hey, you need to call my dad and prank call him. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. So I dial it in my phone, call him up, and he answers, is Wendell. It's like, hey, Wendell, this is Bruce. I got your number off the... Uh, the old park bathroom <laughs> down here. So just thought I'd call and, and see what's going on. And he's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm down at the park. Just down here. And I saw your neighbor number on the wall. And I thought I'd give you a call. It said for a good time. And I'm looking for a good time. So he, he's like, there are kids at the park, you pervert. <laughs> and he hangs up. And Donnell, it's like, he hung up on me. Donnell's like, oh, he's mad. He's mad. So Donnell tries to call him. He didn't pick up, so I call him back, and he answers on the first ring. I'm coming to get you, you son of a bitch. There's kids at the park. <laughs> so I hand the phone to Donnell, and she starts talking him down off the ledge, and he finally registers that it was a, a prank call. But that's vigilante good, justice. That's the kind of that's the kind of guy Wendell is. There's kids at the park, and there's some perf down I'm there. Really He's upset good. that my, my number was on the wall. <laughs> he was going down there with the sharpie. <laughs> Change that nine to an eight. Right. <laughs> No, I was. I, I, you, uh, you, got me. you are good. Frank, you got me. It, he's been mad about that he, up until a year ago. He got me good. I, I thought there <laughs> oh. was some pervert down at our Carson City Park. Yep. And there's kids down there's there. children down there. It's, uh, it's, I'm going to go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Community-minded window. <laughs> One for the community. Yeah. He got me good. So, as you move forward, Wendell, in your career, we're up to the, oh, we're in the mid-90s now is yep. that where we're at in the yep. story. Yep. Parachute pants. Yeah, parachute pants, MC Hammer's hot, Michael's got long hair and a bit of a mullet. Donnell's in uh, college softball at Central, right? All-American. All-American. Yep. What are you thinking now? You got kids wanting to come back to the business. You're still running your business. Uh, what What are you rolling through? What are you figuring out day-to-day to make room for your kids? The same thing my dad went through. Hey, you, if you're going to have more people, more employees, got to have more revenue. Yep. So what are you uh, going to do to get that? What are you going to do to get going? Uh, yeah, I just... Want to get stuff done. I yep. mean, we'll have to get just, more work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Do a we, good job on this one. Move and to the we next. Did. And you know, I, I, I went to a volleyball game in 1996 of the Carson. Don, I was a senior. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for him. <laughs> Still looking. <laughs> he was looking for a good time. No. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. No. But Clark Jepson, good friend of mine, sitting up there. Electrician. Yep. Started a business from scratch. We just visited. And I told him, I says, I worry about being busy. Worry about running out of work. He says, you know, I did too. But, you know, since I started, I've never run out of work. And, and I I can say I've never run out of work. Yep. It's that That is the, the biggest worry never happened. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can say the F word. It's kind of like. No, we're not busy. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're not busy. That's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> People go, you're, you're moving on down the line. The kids are coming back. Uh, as you progressed in uh, your 67, you said? 72. 71. 71. Okay, so what, what do you think as you near your golden years here? What would you like to see happen the next 10 years? With Hudson Tree Service, with one Hudson. No plans. No I plans. Absolutely no plans. I, 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 I health is everything. I want, I want our family to be healthy. Okay. Uh, my health. 
I want to, I want to be healthy. I want Janelle to be healthy. She looks great and she's doing great. And uh, I'll say she's good care of herself. And and uh, I got to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's a great plan because, like you said, you've worked hard to get where you are. You've got a good business built with a great standing in the community. You volunteer more time than anybody I know for the community to uh, donate your services, your equipment, your personnel. Get rid of perverts. Get rid of perverts. Try to. Okay, well, back to the same line of questioning. So in your years of tree service, have you had many close calls with you and your family where a tree fell on a house or somebody got caught in a saw or somebody fell out of a bucket or anything exciting like that? Because blood and gore is what really gets the headlines. Yeah, I I hate to think about it, but we have a couple things. Right. It's inevitable in your line of work. Michael and I were were in Bellevue morning after a storm, and this big pin oak had had broken down onto a house. I mean, and then the limb had done structural damage. It was a big deal. I called, I told the owner, I says, call OPPD, tell them to shut off the power because if something accidentally happens here, right, we might knock your service line down or something. So shit's about to go so south. He did, and then and he come out and he said, well, they had a storm, so so they said we we can't get there. And he says, don't go ahead and do it because I got roofers coming. We got to patch up the whole stuff. So go ahead and do it. Well. We we did a couple things wrong, evidently, and we lost the limb, and it come down, and it ripped the wire down, pulled the weather head clear out of the house, turns up over right below us, over to the fence, up over the fence, up to the transformer, boom. Power company came then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Should have come the first time I called. <laughs> and uh, that was scary. Yeah. Michael would could tell you stories about that. But yeah, because uh, when those when those yeah. high voltage lines are going, it's a real deal. And then the day over in Carter Lake, when we just started trimming this big cottonwood tree, Michael, you know, uses the bucket saws with one hand, and and he had this one little limb come down. It was hard, dry, and the saw bounced down. I thought he cut every one of his fingers off, plus part of his thumb right across there. He had a glove on. So you're thinking, great. Now I got to hire a new bucket hand. <laughs> oh, I got. I got to tell his mother. No, she's going to have a fit. <laughs> He's going to have to do, do it right-handed now. Yep. So he, he come down, he bounced down, got out of there. And uh, I said, Michael, you got to take that glove off. He says, I don't want to. No. He's, I said, you, I thought he lost him. But but it hadn't. It had only pulled the glove up and then cut his thumb. And then Donnell took him to, we, were, we weren't very far from, at that time it was Boys Town, I believe, Boys Town Hospital. He had eight stitches in his thumb. And I said, Donnell, you take him. The hospital all deal with his mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the, the, the knock on wood, the worst injury we've had. Well, if it was only eight stitches, he surely came back to work after that, didn't he? Very fast. Yeah, I was going to say, he'd have been back. He's a man. Yep, yep. He's hard to keep down. So uh, aside from work, I know you guys work uh, work year-round with you know the tree removal and then obviously the, the snow stuff in the... <laughs> In the winter window, but uh, I think you guys probably work maybe fifty weeks a year because you always mm-hmm. you always take a week off so Michael and Donnell can do the the rag bride the ride across mm-hmm. Iowa yeah. on their bicycles, and then you also take a week with uh, with your family and go up to South Dakota. Yep. And so, how important is is balancing the work and the play? That's very important, but it, it's it's just fun. Both are fun. You know, we love to work, we love to play, and yep, and it's a uh, it's, it's just we just do it we we can we can work work around the busy stuff if we like like we had this storm two weeks ago well nobody's going anywhere 
even if they had something planned, they're not going anywhere. right because they they know as much as you do. They, we need they, to get these do. guys. They're, they're more onto that than I am, you know. Yep. And uh, and we might just say, hey, next week, slow down. Let's like I say, busier than heck. Nobody's hollering. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll get there. And, and that's what you get with three owners and not an owner and two employees, where they all have pride in the business and they keep it running because it is their own. You guys, everybody treats it as their own, and they know what needs to get done. We're we're, we're very fortunate. We don't have. We, we we got Nick. Yep. Oh, slick Nick. Just like a son to us. He, his heart is in that, just like Jake. Just like J- Jake is in it too, but just like Michael and Donnell. Yep. His heart is in it, and uh, he loves it, and he would. It's it's so yep. fun. It's fun. It is. And everybody doesn't have that luxury of of having it. You know, somebody says, "Well, you're so busy. Why don't you start another crew?" No. It wouldn't, right. it wouldn't work. Well, what else about, looking back, I'm going to take it back to reality Brad's here for a second. Brad's got more questions. Yeah, I, do. I always got I more questions. The guys living vocabulary and so, uh what is something you haven't accomplished that you would have loved to? I never set a lot of goals, so I can't say I, I, I never, I don't, I don't worry about Keep the bar low. I don't worry about accomplishing things. I never thought about that. Right. Really have, I, I, I want to find God before I die. Yep. I want to do that. And I, I think I have, but I'm not ready to go yet. Right. But I want I want my family to be happy and understand things. And uh, I think I'm getting drunk. Well, <laughs> so along those li- along those lines, Wendell, that that goes with something I've been seeing. You know, I'm I just turned forty, but I'm uh, I'm starting to be a firm believer in uh, life's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, and, that, and that sounds like kind of what you're saying. Where I've, I've noticed that about you the last twenty years, you and I have been fraternizing together. That uh, it's a lot more fun to have a good journey than have a pretty decent destination. And because I, I so many people, Frank and I's age, that they want to work 100 hours a week year-round to make that extra million and uh, buy that lake house and get that this and that. But uh, I'd love to have more fun along the way with good people and good friends. But, but I like their attitude. Yeah. I like their attitude. Oh, I love to see people do good, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I like to see people work hard yeah. and do it. And, and they, that, that will find, they will find that. Once they once they find the the thing they're looking for, then they will settle down and find out there's a little more. Right. There's something else. Yep. I don't care. Ambition is good. Oh, it's great. Yes. Uh. Nailed it. (laughs) 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 There's nothing better than an initiative to. Get out there and do your own thing and right. make it happen. And like we've all done, we have all done this. You guys have done this. I should be asking you questions. I don't got much to say, Wendell. I'm kind of a quiet character. You've been very <laughs> successful, and so is Rizzo. This is there. Frank. Fr- Rizzo. Yeah. That's my stage name. <laughs> I'm stripping. What? <laughs> his stage name, Rizzo. I thought that was his real name. Uh, Wendell, I, I, it's probably been 30 years I've known you closely. In the last 20 years, we've been socializing quite a bit together, and I really appreciate the time we get to spend together. Don't hold that against me. Please. I really do. No. I really do. Thank you, too, bud. Love you. Oh, they're hugging. Oh, Love you. you can Love hear it. Can you hear that hug? Radio magic. Yeah, you can, can you hear that hug? <laughs> Wendell be hugging me, but there's his drink and a computer in front of us. So. Right, yeah, and I, I ain't spilling that. <laughs> no, no. Not for you, Frank. That's where this weight and gold. 
<laughs> fucking my liquor. <laughs> you want to hear me shoot some ice cubes? Uh, Brad, what do you got to say? Well, I just want to appreciate your time. Thanks for teaching us a little bit about what you've been through over the years, uh, your transitional life from warrior to family man to successful businessman. You've you've done a great job. You've done it all, sir. Thank you very much. You bet. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. All right, next week's guest to be better, guys. I apologize. Yeah, this is. <laughs> we, we might not even post this one. Okay. <laughs> it's been an honor being here, guys. We appreciate it. This has yeah. been one more, and we all go, which with, has turned into three more, and we'll think about going with Wendell Hudson, the man, the myth, three more, the and legend. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand by and go take care of that. You can chew it up now. <laughs> well, He's waiting for the topical cream. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. We yeah, appreciate it. We appreciate it. We'll have a new episode next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Yeah.